comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, forgetting those things which are behind. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. And the Lord is blessing us. Amen. Go with me now to Philippians chapter 3. I want to thank the brethren and the deacons and the congregation for such a warm, loving fellowship up to this point. It's been great. It has been great. In Philippians chapter 3, and commencing with the 13th and the 14th verses of Scripture. Let us read those together, please. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Want to talk this morning about forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind. Here in the scriptures, the Apostle Paul arrests and addresses our attention to the importance and how very important it is to forget some things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now this is 1987. We have never been here before. We have come out of 1986. Brother Usher's on these back doors, which y'all open, open the back sanctuary doors, okay, and then prop open the outside doors so that air can flow through, okay? All right, now listen. We've never been here before. This is 1987. It's a good year. God told us on Wednesday night, hey, I'm going to prosper you. And the only condition, see, that's a conditional promise. The condition is, the condition is that you will have to and I will have to walk upright before the Lord and keep his commandments. There's no sickness in this congregation. There's no unemployment in this congregation. Amen. There's no lack in this congregation. But what we as a congregation can only lay claim to those things as we obey the Lord. 
Are you with me? Okay, now I submit to you that in 1986 that there are some of you that had some things that sit you back on your heels. You faced some things in 1986, you wondered how was you going to make it over. Some of you hit some low states of depression in 1986 and you wondered whether or not God was still real. I mean, you come through some things. And in the midst of it all, today is the yesterday Today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. Today, today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. Now, didn't God bring you? All right, but some of, some of you did not believe that he would. What am I saying? You may have problems right now. You may have a situation facing you right now. Look back yesterday. Didn't he bring you over into the day? Well, it ought to be well with your soul today. See, we worry. We worry about things over which a lot of times we have no control. And we spend all of our time concerning ourselves with things over which we cannot do anything about. If we could, then we would. So while you were worried last night, Didn't God bring you over into today? Well, then don't you think he's trying to tell you something? You spent a lot of good hours when you could have been asleep worrying, and in spite of your worrying, the Lord brought you. But I am afraid that, that, that some of you will not really lay hold on your blessings for this year. Because it has been proven the majority of people live in the yesterday. My feelings were hurt. When? Yesterday. I had trouble in my home. When? Last year. My, my business seemed to have been a disaster. When? Last year. Listen, if we could ever learn to live one day at a time, we would have learned a great lesson. Jesus Christ said, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. But how many, how many of you are sitting up here right now thinking about what happened in the past? You may have had a marriage to go bad in the past. You may have had financial difficulties, things that almost ruined you in the past. You may have been grappling with a sick loved one in your home for how long? Way long time ago you've been in that situation. But you see, listen. The vicissitudes and the vices of life and the troubles of this world will come. But it's how we deal with the situation that will determine how we come out. You cannot come out if you stay in. If you stay in that same frame of mind, then for 20 years up the road, you'll be grappling with the same situation. You'll let all of the sunshiny days of today pass you by. Why? Because you're trapped in tomorrow. Not in tomorrow, you're trapped in yesterday. So in order to secure what God has for you today, you've got to update your thinking. See, some of you, some of you, and it's been proven, are unwilling to change. Unwilling to follow God today. Some of you are so steeped in tradition until it has to be done like this. 
not only in the church, but in your own personal life. Well, you know, I've been doing like this for a long time. Well, see, listen, as you grow in grace, then you need to start hitting another lick at that thing, and you'll find out that you'll be getting rid of it instead of it getting rid of you. I was saying, uh, sharing this morning, you know, like, some of you, you keep standing up in prayer service. You keep saying, well, church, pray for me that I receive a financial blessing. Well, see, you are living in unbelief. Now, watch this. Pray for me that I will receive a financial blessing. All right? Pray for me that I will receive. Pray for me that I will receive. Pray for me that I will receive. Well, see, whenever you prayed, you didn't believe what you prayed for. Because Jesus said in Mark 11 and 23, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe. Well, now, if you're going to stand up and ask the church to pray for you to receive a financial blessing, then when you prayed, you didn't believe, so therefore you didn't receive. You got to update your thinking. God answers prayer when they are prayed. Not five days down the road. Now, it may not manifest itself physically, until maybe five days, five years. But the moment you pray, when you pray, believe that you receive. And you shall have them. Ain't that what Jesus said? But see, a lot of you, you prayed last year. And instead of thanking God for answering that prayer back there when you prayed, you still praying this year for what you prayed for last year. Which means then every time you pray and ask God for the same thing, you're praying in unbelief. You need to pray and thank him for answering that prayer back yonder when you prayed it. You don't pray but one time. When you pray, believe that you receive. When? When you're praying. So we're bringing a whole lot of indebtedness over into 1987, a whole lot of misgivings and shortcomings over into 1987, which plagued us in 86. Now, if you be honest, they plagued you in 85. If you want to real, really be honest, they plagued you in 84. Matter of fact, it was in the latter part of the 60s that it got a hold of <laughs> Amen. You started with this back in the 60s when the long haired hippies were out. That's when your financial problem got started. But you see, the thing about it, you've been praying all along. But somewhere down the line, you really haven't really believed because you're walking by sight instead of by faith. Faith coming by hearing and hearing. Okay, now, this is what you need to decide to do in 1987. You need to decide that, hey, yes, there are some things that went down with me in 86 that I didn't, didn't appreciate, I didn't like, and God didn't like it either. Right. But it's gone. The most beautiful thing that we have as humans is the possession of the ability to forget. Now, we've been lied to down through the years. The devil has done it. The devil has told us, well, if you don't forget, then you haven't forgiven. That's a lie. That's a bald-faced lie. Only God has the total ability to eradicate and to wipe out or to blot out his thinking pattern. So if someone has done you wrong and you're still thinking about it, it doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven that person. It means that you're human and you got the ability to recall. That's all that means. But now you can tell whether or not you're forgiven because when you think about it, if you don't get Chinese mad, I mean, if you don't get, if you don't get mad all over every time you think about it, then you have forgiven. 
But if every time you come back to your mind and you get mad all over again, you have not forgiven. Are we together? Okay, now look at the scripture. Brother, and I count not myself to have apprehended. Paul said, I don't count myself to know it all. I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not, I don't know it all. I don't know it all. Some of you may have a tendency to, to think I do. I don't. I don't know it all. If I, if I knew it all, then I would not have uh, stayed in the house all day yesterday. My feet did not touch the ground until I came out to come to church this morning because I was here. So I have to, I have to study to show myself approved. Because I don't like leftovers, and I'm sure you don't either. And I ain't no leftover preacher either. <laughs> Amen. Okay, now listen. I count not myself to know it all. But this one thing I do. Now this is where your life need to come to in 1987. This one thing. See, a lot of you are doing too many things. You, you're all one day, oh yes, hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you Jesus, speaking in other tongues, bless your heart, lifting holy hands, that's one day. And before the sun go down, this is how you are in the evening time. I don't know what I'm going to do, child, it's just tough. I mean, you, you're off and on, just like a light switch, you know, you're, you're off and you're on, you're off and you're on. When you feel good, oh hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, and when you don't feel so well, child, pray for me, baby, it's just tough. <laughs> I don't know how the bill's going to get paid. The children on my nerve. It seemed like it's all sliding downhill. Well, see, you got too many, you, you, you know, you know, who are you? That's one thing I do. Paul knew that in order for him to secure and enjoy the blessings of this day, that there would have to, of necessity, be some forgetting taking place. Some of you, bless your heart, you, you haven't forgotten what people done to you 20 years ago. You holding and you harboring that malice in your heart. You'll never grow up. You'll never grow to spiritual maturity as long as you're harboring malice in your heart. You need to forget. Ain't nobody in this world worth going to hell over. And you know what? Don't let nobody pull you so low as to make you hate them. Ain't nobody worth hating. Because if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So I want my prayers answered, so I'm going to forgive you. You're not worth me not getting my blessings. You better get yourself together. Walk around hating folk and, and all this kind of stuff. Friend, life is too short to have all them ulcers. And that's what it leads to, ulcers. Chest burning and heart yearning. Okay? Forget those things which are what? Which are behind. Forget them. Leave it with the Lord. Leave it with the Lord. Okay, so you had a bad business deal. So the guy down to the car shop, you know, beat you out of something. Well, hey, forget it. God will supply all your needs. Forget it. Leave it with him. Yeah, you beat me this time, buddy, but you won't get my business the next time. Forget it. You know, take whatever you beat me out of, God will give it back to me. So forget it. Don't always take a vindictive attitude. 
If you kill my dog, I'm going to kill your cat. Well, you kill my dog, I'm not going to take the time to kill your cat. I'm not going to, maybe I won't feed him either, but, you know, but, you know, we need to forget some things. Okay, now listen. Forgetting those things which are behind, and listen, you don't need to stand still when you forget. Now, this is where Satan has trapped a lot of you. Just like Jonah, we want to sit up under the vine and become complacent and become depressed over situations. When you forget, get on. Forgetting those things which are what? Behind. But now watch this. Reaching forth. You need to reach out now. You know, because that's the only way that you're going to, to, to overcome and to get ahead in 1987. You need to reach out. Okay, forgetting those things which are, which are behind and reaching forth. Now all those of you that are gossipers, you won't let it die. You won't let it die. That's your only conversation. You know, you don't need to take any calisthenics or exercise because you spend all your time running down your brothers and sisters, jumping to conclusions. You're keeping this mess alive. You need, and it simply says that you have not grown one hour. And if you keep that up, you won't grow because it's not the stuff that Christians are made of. So when you forget and forgive your enemies, you need, to, you need to begin now to reach out. Reach not back, reaching forth. Listen, reaching forth unto those things which are before. God has more before you, or set before you, than you ever lost that's behind you. Amen. Reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now watch this. I press toward the mark. You should have a depth. Young people, bless y'all hearts. Y'all, for the most part, there's probably some of you here, there are probably some of you here right now. If I were to ask you, what are your future goals? What, what are your plans? What, what plans do you have for your life? You know what a lot of you say? Uh-uh, uh-uh. You want some counselor in some school somewhere to make up your mind what you ought to do. They can't live there. They cannot live your life for you. You ought to have your own inspirations and aspirations. You ought to have your own goals set before you. You need a goal in life. And anybody that has a definite goal in life, I, I was watching on the news last night. A young man started out at the age of four to develop some kind of insulation material. And that young man has now come to the place to get a patent on that thing. And they say that he will gross in the first year over $30 million. He started out at four years of age. But you know, the only goal, and it's sad to say, that's on this side of the fence for the, of the majority of you is living for the weekend. Wearing these fine clothes and fancy stuff and eating these chickens and going back to these shotgun houses and driving a car that's bigger than the living room. That's, that's the basic goal. That's the basic goal of a lot of people. If you can just get a big car and fill your mouth up with church's chicken, then you feel as though you have accomplished something. 
never got wrong with young people with desiring to be aviators. Whatever happened to having a desire to want to become a judge or a lawyer? Whatever happened to want uh, to, to have an aspirations of becoming a doctor? The majority of young people, the only thing they want to do is to hurry up and get out of school to get on the street. When I finished high school, I said, I will not be like these lazy jokers around me. I was not even saved then. I said, I will not sit around here and be a nobody. You see, the only thing it takes to be nothing is just don't do nothing. And the reason so many young people are on drugs, you know why? They don't have no goals. And you know why so many girls having babies? Babies having babies? They want to grow up too fast, number one. And the second thing about it, ain't no way in God's name you're going to desire to go to college and complete it and lay up and have a baby. Because they don't have nurseries in college. Satan is cutting your feet out from under young people because you have not decided and went before God and said, well, now, Lord, I'm your child. Now, what do you want me to do with myself? God ain't going to do it for you. We need, to, we need to learn that God is not going to send a taxi cab on Sunday morning to pick you up to come to church. There are some things you're going to have to do for yourself. Now you can sit back and look down your long dog nose like mine, God forbid, and say, well, you know they won't let me do nothing. They ain't got nothing to do with this. They ain't got nothing to do with this. You need some gold. And you need to pursue them. And the best thing a lot of you teenage young girls can do is get rid of a lot of these jokers that's talking all that flat and trying to get you off into that bedroom. You talking about, I don't want to be by myself. Jesus said, Lord, I'm with you always. You're not alone. 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 It costs something to follow Christ. It costs something to follow Jesus. You're not alone. Jesus said, Lord, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Forget about trying to fit in with the group. If the group get pregnant, you mean to tell me that that is going to give consent to you? That this is what you ought to do? No, you need, I, I submit to you that you need to be the different one. It takes time to sin. Talking now to you, you adults. You know, it takes time to sin. You got to meet this joke in a dark place. You got you to gotta now make arrangements to sneak in the back door of Holiday Inn. You got you to gotta get the bill paid at the desk. Then you have to go in the room. Then once you get in the room and carefully bolt the door, now you go through the meticulous method of taking your clothes off. Getting in the nude, getting in the bed. It takes time to say, don't tell me the devil made. Listen, you don't have to do nothing, Christian, that you don't want to do. 
Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. It takes time to do wrong. It takes time to do wrong. If you are going to get anywhere in this world, you're going to have to first get yourself together. I found out something. Ain't nothing holding us back but us. And you know what we use for a crutch? The other fella. The other guy. You know, they, they won't let me do this. God in heaven still answer prayer. But you know the sad part about it? We've been going to church for years. Why are we so far behind? We've been going to church. Why are we so far behind as a people? i tell you why. We've been jumping pews. We've been running down aisles. You know, us been running the church. And God ain't been God. Today's message, Forgetting Those Things Which Are Behind, FC7001, FC7001, is now available on CD for only $5. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Greenwood Acres has a new website. You can go there to get ministry announcements, connect with the ministry, purchase messages and merchandise, and so much more. It can be found at gwafgbc.org. That's gwafgbc.org. We also have a new Know Your Bible video on demand page. You can access it from the website's main page. Just click on the Know Your Bible on demand link. We trust that it will be a blessing to you. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is Will I do his will There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will 
Jesus returns. I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.